0: you jesus father we give you thanks and praise for jesus thank you that you are seated with him in heavenly places in christ and we are here in your presence before the blood of jesus magnifying you honoring you blessing your name forevermore we lift our praise to you on earth as it is in heaven thank you for the holy spirit hallelujah pastor Okay. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Harabakitio, Rocotiri, Shanakitio, Lirio, Jessie. Oh, dear, give We look to you, Jesus. We receive it. When you spoke, the word began. And we give you honor. As we speak your words, things happen because you are the creator of all things as you speak through us. We give you honor in this place. So, church, start speaking, for there's a creative power in your words. Speak according to the word of God and things see, things happen. Hallelujah. Let's sing Unstoppable God. Hallelujah.
1: Shall I die?
0: Declared it with left to take God with faith in him.
1: Happy Thunday and the world was born. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forever, boy. Jesus our God unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable.
0: Saying, let your glory go on and on where is the glory show me put it on your wherever you are here or there where's the glory in head, the glory inside us christ in us the hope of glory so that's unstoppable god will be unstoppable when you go flow through the glory who has given us through his spirit by his salvation in the name of jesus Hallelujah. This song speaks about you. You are his hand extended. You are Jesus extended in this earth till he returns. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord, that your glory on the side of us will be revealed upon us and people will run to the light of your shining. Thank you for the blood on the mercy seat that says yes, amen to whatever we're declaring. That for who you are in you, we are your righteousness. What an honor. What an honor. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Your blood healing everyone. Your blood making all things new. Father, that your people will rise up to know who they are in Christ Jesus. That they walk in the glory of the victory that is conquered 2,000 plus years ago. Thank you, Lord, for the awakening, the rising up, the faith in the blood for who we are in Christ Jesus. Declare it. Let him heal you. Let him make you whole. Let your soul be made whole through the inner man who is the spirit, God, and inside of you. Your blood is healing every wound. Your blood
1: is making all
0: things new. Your blood to see where I am. Speaks Speaks a better word. Your blood, the
1: measure of my worth, your blood, more than I deserve, your blood. He's a better word, he's better
0: Rise up to your righteousness in Christ. Walk in that righteousness. Fulfill the desires of your Father. You have a new destiny. You have a new history. You have a new future. Believe that because of the blood. By writing my history, you believe it, confess it. It covers me with destiny. Para la it's making all things right. The precious blood, and blood and of Christ is rewriting my history. Hallelujah. It covers me with, with destiny. today, these are not a word just pulled out of a hat, just to make a service. It says about the power of the blood of Jesus, it makes all things right. It's already made it right. When you are at night, it says when the enemy attack you at night, for he is in darkness, wake up from slumber, from sleep and says, my faith, the blood of Jesus is making everything right. Resist him when you are on your bed. Resist him in every situation anytime you hear a voice something that's in line with the word says the blood of jesus speaks a better word and it's yes amen so i change you in the name of jesus by the power of the blood so that's a word for you whether you're now hearing it or in the future take the sword of the blood and fight the good fight of faith because it's finished and his blood on the mercy seat say so amen so if you believe it say hallelujah Hora hallelujah. Okay, let's rejoice in his presence. Let's rejoice in what I accomplished and tell him. Love on Jesus as you stand in him before God. I love you, Lord. Hora thank you for your mercy, your goodness and mercy Follow us this morning. And all the days of our life, we shall dwell in your house forever.
1: Change.
2: to know the goodness of God we have a change of heart the goodness of God when it is revealed to us causes us to come in line with God to desire him to serve him it causes a change of heart it brings men to repentance oh the goodness of God Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God forevermore.
0: This sing it to say, all my life you have been faithful.
2: Praise you, Jesus. All my life you, you have been, been faithful. faithful.
0: He never changed. He's faithful. And all, all my, my life you have been, been so,
1: so good. good.
0: My God, tell him again, I will sing of your goodness. I will
1: sing of
2: your goodness, my God. Hallelujah. Praise Your Lord. Just say praise you, Lord. Just praise him. Lord, we bless you. We worship you. We magnify you. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are gracious. You are faithful. You are ever so loving. You are kind. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We worship you. We exalt you. If there is a way that we can lift you higher, we lift you higher but you are the most high. We bless your name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's have a seat. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you know before you came into 2024, God was here before you got here? Do you know that? (laughs) He goes before you. And he came into 2024 before we got here. So there is nothing ahead of you in 2024 that is going to surprise God. Amen? And I believe that as we go through this year, that his righteousness goes before you according to Psalms 85 verse 13. And that he plants you in his footsteps. The pathways that he has prepared for you to walk in. So I believe the grace of God is abundant in your life. I believe his light will shine upon your pathways. And I also believe that the pathway of the just, you are the just, grows brighter and brighter. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you as we go to your word this morning, this evening, this afternoon, depending on what time zone someone is hearing this. We thank you that your grace is our sufficiency. We thank you for enabling us. And we thank you that by the might and power of the Holy Ghost, You're strengthening us in our innermost being. You're enlarging our hearts. You're giving us the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Because you're opening up the eyes of our understanding and you're enlightening us. And with that enlightenment comes understanding, comes wisdom. But it also comes correction. And so we thank you for all that you're doing through this word today. For it is your word. And you watch over your word to perform it. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm titling this message today, Your Advancement and Success Strategy for 2024. I pray you take this message seriously. It is somewhat of a, it is the mind of God, it's it's prophetic in the sense of what God is saying to you, to me, to us, as to how we are to do, how we are to be, and how you can have a year of advancement. Amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord. So the question as we come into this year, and take this personally, as you come into this year, what does this year mean to you? What are you desiring from 2024? What are you expecting? What should 2024 look like? What should it look like for you? What should it mean to you? Now I say that it needs to mean to you it needs to be a year of advancement. And I prophesy that over your life. That it is a year of advancement. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18 says, The path of the just is like the shining sun. And it grows brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. The path of the just, that's you. You are the righteousness of God. In Christ, your path is like the shining sun that shines even brighter onto the perfect day. In other words, as this year goes on, you are going to be coming up higher. You are going to be coming better. You are going to be coming stronger. You know, in another place it says how about your youth being renewed as an eagle. Believe God for advancement in any and every area this year. God wants your advancement. God wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. God wants you to be successful, to be victorious. And so today, this word that I'm going to share is a strategy that I believe I've received from God to share with you that if you get a hold of it and you act on it, it will cause that advancement in your life. So indeed, take it seriously. It says in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, God says I know the plans that I have for you. It's a good plan. It's a good future. God says I've got a plan for victory and success and advancement for you. But here is the deal. God has a plan for you but he will not plan for you. What do I mean by that? He has a plan for you but he is not going to make the decisions for you. You are going to have to make the decisions. Now, now, if your decisions agree with his purposes and with his will, then he is able to work with you even when everything is not exactly perfect. He is able to work with you and to make all things work together for good. But that is according to them that love him and to them that are called according to his purpose. So when your plans are in line with God's will and with God's purposes, God will work with you God will release and give you grace so that you can have fulfillment of those things that you endeavor to accomplish. Amen? Hallelujah. So be bold and expect. Be bold and expect the goodness of God. Expect God to show himself strong. But on your part, you've got to make some decisions. You're going to have to take some actions and you're going to need to be in line with the will of God. The Spirit of God is at work within you and within me, both to will and to do for God's good pleasure. The Holy Spirit of God is the one that performs all things for us. Psalms 57 verse 2. Amen? He perfects that which concerns you. But again, He has a plan for you, but He will not plan for you. You've got to make the decision. Now today, as I share this word, you you are going to have an opportunity... From this day going forward into this year to to so align your thinking, your believing, your speaking in such a manner that you can indeed have advancement in 2024. In other words, you can literally get on track for the advancement that God has for you. Amen? And that is why I am provoking you, I'm encouraging you, I'm charging you to take this message seriously, listen to it, and hear, well, what? steps are you need that you need to take. Amen. Now I'm going to share with you five steps that you do need to take in order to have this advancement that God desire for you and I trust you desire for yourself also. Amen. Step number 1 is this. Take a retreat for the purpose of reviewing and taking stock of your life. Take time out over the next couple of days. Don't be in a rush. The rest of your year can depend on it. So what you do in the next couple of days with this retreat could could, could make all the difference come February, come March, come December of 2024. So don't be in a rush about it, but take some time and have a retreat. Now you may not be able to go off somewhere um, you know, in the woods or in the island or someplace and be isolated. You may have to do it in the midst of your work environment and whatever else is happening. So you may have to set aside time. Choose whether it be some hours in the morning in the afternoon, in the evening, to do nothing else but to silence yourself come before God and, and, and to search your heart take, take, take stock of your life and mix, uh, and analyze a few things. Now in order to position yourself to hear from God and get the wisdom of God and to come up with the right decisions and where you need to go and what adjustments you need to make, what course corrections you need to make, it is very, it is very helpful to position yourself to, be, to operate in that kind of wisdom and discernment and, and good judgment and hearing from God. Amen? Amen. It is very, very important. There are some activities, which I'm going to call some activities uh, of a retreat that will help position you and position your heart. You see, there is no problem with your spirit, but there are some problems with your heart, with your soul. Your spirit has been perfected forever by the blood and the sacrifice of Christ. But in your soul, there are issues. There are anxieties. There are fears. There are emotions. There are there. there, there are, thinking processes, and a number of things that can clog you up and hinder you from being wise in your decisions and from hearing from God. And it is that is why the scripture says that you prosper even as your soul prosper. Too many times our failure is because we are living out of our soul. We are living out of our feelings, out of our emotions, out of appearances rather than living out of our spirit and walking in the spirit and walking by the word of God. So, um, so, it is, so, uh, so, when I'm talking about these activities of a retreat, it's to help position you. It's to help quiet your soul. It's to help so that you are able to hear and make wise decisions. All right, what are some of these activities? Again, remember, you're separating yourself. You're giving yourself and you're giving God an opportunity by having some time set apart. And you're going to do it for three, four days, whatever the case might be. Time to do what? Set some, spend some time in the word of God. Where, 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 where you shut off the television, you shut off all of those other things that you would probably be doing. I mean, like for me, it might be going to watch a basketball game. Well, in this time of retreat, I might have to take that time and spend some time, just, some, just soak myself in the word of God. Spend some time in prayer. Sakataba. Spend some time praying in other towns. Separate yourself to God. Spend some more time in prayer than you have been. Again, you shut certain things off and this is my retreat. This is part of my activity. This is how I'm going to position myself to bless the Lord and position myself to hear. So, spend time, more time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in praying in other tongues. Set, set aside some time as an even fast. Fast as all fast. I remember I was going through a bit of a fast, but it was, a, and I didn't even realize it was a fast, but what happened is, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, just a little few little things here. I like fudge, you know, fudge, I like fudge, and so I would almost always have fudge, and i had to eat the fudge, and for some reason, I just felt like I ran out of fudge, and I decided to not get any fudge, so I went several weeks, and it became like a discipline to not buy or have any fudge. And I realized over that period of time that that it created a focus in me. Now, it doesn't mean I shouldn't go back to fudge. Don't get me wrong. But in that time, that was almost like a fast. But what did it do? Was it about eating or not eating fudge? No. It created a focus. It created a single-mindedness. And so this is what I'm saying. So take some time to fast. It might not be fudge. It might be that you don't eat from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. It might be a couple of days fast. It might be deciding not to not to go after that ice cream or that apple pie and just eating nutritious, in a nutritious manner, fruits and vegetables for whatever the case might be. Look to the Lord and come up with some kind of fast. But what are you doing? You are saying, I am setting myself apart. What for? To hear from God. To be positioned so that I can have discernment, I can have wisdom, and I can make some right decisions to, for, for myself how I am to be in 2024. Remember, we are talking about a strategy that is help that God is, is, is giving to you that will help you to advance in 2024. All right. Spend some time in praising and worshiping and magnifying God. Spend some time being quiet. And waiting on the Lord. You will be amazed the depths of creativity that is within you. That you may not even know is there. But in order for it to come up. What happens is that you got a need. You need to learn to just get quiet. Just get quiet. Shut off all those other wandering thoughts. And just get quiet. Let your mind be stayed on him. And there is, it is just a, a miraculous thing that happens where God says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Where even as you wait on God, God has been waiting for you to wait on Him so that He could exalt you and uh, so that He can speak to you. So learn to wait on the Lord. You might, I mean, a, a period of time might go by, nothing might happen. But then later on, some thoughts are going to begin to come, write them down. He could give you some creative ideas. A better way of doing some things that you need to do. He can show you what you need to cut off. Bottom line: I'm still talking about the same thing. Separate this issue of a retreat. Separating yourself and certain activities within that retreat. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now that you have, you and what are you doing these things for? For this purpose, you want to now make have an honest assessment. A of what has happened of of twenty twenty three. What has taken place in 2023, and where 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 you're at, you know the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? In other words, you want to look at 2023, and you want to look at a couple of categories or areas and see where you, where you have been and where you need to go. You examine yourself spiritually, right? How, how, what is your spiritual life? What has it been like? And on. Uh, in 2023, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is perfect, where 1 is atrocious, what what, what would you grade yourself? Would you grade yourself as a 5, a 6, a 3, a 7? Well, whatever. But be honest in it. Because from here, you're going to be determining, well, what do I need to take to come up higher? That's where we're heading. So, analyze your spiritual life. Analyze your mental, intellectual development. Well, maybe you went all year, and you, maybe all you read was, I don't know, Little Red Riding Hood. That was it, <laughs> I don't know. But did you read any, did, did, like, did, you, did, did you do anything to develop your intellect, to feed your mind? You know, it, you know I mean, I said that there's stuff you shouldn't read, but there are things that you should read that might not necessarily be spiritual, but it can help in your intellectual development. There's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth him understanding. They that walk in the light as he's in the light. There's a light and a life that comes out of that life of Christ that is in you. God, you you prosper as your soul prosper. Education is good. Knowledge is good. Information is good. Amen. So, but how have you done in that area? And what are you going to do? To come up higher on a scale of 1 to 10. Where have you been in 23? What are you going what, what to do to get up a little? To maybe over to 4. You, you want to get up higher. Maybe to a 7. Health. What's been happening in your health in 23? From a spiritual perspective, have you been meditating in the word? Have you been declaring and speaking the word? And if you know, if you, know you haven't, be honest. What have you been doing from a natural standpoint? Exercise. No, I, sorry, I'm a little bit guilty. <laughs> you know, uh, fruits, how you're eating, nutrition. Consider those things. Where is your hell being in 23? And then how does it need to be in 24? And what steps are you going to take? Consider the area of your finances. Evaluate that. The call of God on your life, your assignment. Evaluate it. Where are you at? What have you done? Where are you going? Your relationships. Having a prayerful review. And an analysis of each of these areas. And doing so particularly in relationship to your destiny. Why are you here? Why do you exist? What is the purpose of your life? Is there an assignment? And it, because you see, when you look at things in, in, in relationship to, to your assignment and to your destiny, there are some things that might be good but might not be profitable. There might not be anything wrong with them, but they are a waste of your time. It is not worth your while. Amen? Ephesians chapter 5, reading from verse 16, well, verse 14, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, But as wise. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the purposes of God. What are the purposes of God. Understand what's your destiny. What's your assignment. And in the light of that. Judge yourself and be wise. Maybe something is good. But it is not profitable. It is a waste of your time. And you need to cut it out. For instance. I mean, um, okay, is there anything that wrong with, with, with well, no, that's, I was going to say basketball, but that's not a good example. But um, let, let me say something that is good, but not profitable for me, for myself, all right? Is it good for me to, to okay, all right, okay, let's, take, let's say there's some particular teachings on the Word of God that I could spend an hour chasing down on YouTube. There's nothing wrong with that teaching. That teaching might be very solid. That teaching might have to do with, 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 um, with your con- my confession. All right, not that I know everything about my confession, but even though, though that might be good, is it worth an hour for me to spend on that? Should I be spending an hour instead on, 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 on hearing the voice of God, which might be more important and relevant to what I need to do? You follow me? So what I'm saying is, so what I'm saying is you got to know, analyze and and see things. See what things, even if they are good, how does this relate to my destiny? And not only things, but people. The scripture says, um, evil communication corrupts good manners. In other words, bad company is not good. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Bad company is not good. I like that. How could bad company be good? It's bad company. But in other words, then there are some people you may need to distance yourself from because they're not moving, they're not helping you in moving you in the direction of your destiny, but it's a hindrance instead. There there are ways that you might be thinking. There are attitudes that you may have had. There, there There are bad habits that you may have picked up in 2023 that you need to get rid of. Amen? But you get the point. In other words, then have a retreat Go to certain activities so you can position yourself, and then begin to analyze where you have been, what you need to do I- in various areas. All right. And now, now, and then let's consider actions. I think I'm going to skip that for now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, no, I'll come back to that later. All right. So let me, let's move on. Hmm. Now, you know what? I'm going to deal with this now. Because if I run out of time, this is important. Let me get it out here now. Alright? Okay. Actions. When you come up, when you finally decide, I need to do something about my prayer life, I need to do something about that. I need to do something about that. Put that on hold. Alright. So, step number one, retreat. Step number two, Is shake yourself from the dust. It says in Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 2. And this is the word the Lord gave me towards the end of last year. And quite frankly confirmed it with my wife. And also confirmed it with a gentleman's group. With a men's group that that, that that we meet together on Monday nights. And the word is from Isaiah 52 and verse 2. Which says shake yourself from the dust. And arise. Loose yourself from certain things. You don't want to drag into 2024 baggage and garbage from 23. The reality is life is how it is. You may have they had to deal with some frustrations, some disappointments, some hurts, some woundedness, unforgiveness, whatever, whatever, whatever. In in, in 2023, you don't want to take that over into 2024. So the scripture says shake yourself. Huh? You shake yourself, not somebody for you. I can't shake you. All right? You shake yourself from some of these things. And rise up. Loose yourself from them. No one can do it for you. You've got to deal with it yourself. You, can, you see, if you carry on, if you take these negativities, these disappointments, and you take these things into 24, they are like weights that will slow you down in your process, affect and hinder your advancement, and in the meanwhile, the, on the sad thing about it is, a lot of these things will also cloud your ability to make good judgments and to hear from God. I don't have time to get into that, but t- check Luke 21 verse 34 you see negativity negative stuff can create such fears and anxieties and 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 discouragement and and stuff like that 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 that, um that you're not able to function like you should the scripture says and it can produce a heaviness sadness oppression and the scripture says that it is with joy that you draw from the wells of your salvation you are god has placed within your spirit a well, and inside that well in your spirit, every born-again believer that was being born by the Word of God and the Spirit of God, inside of him, God, Jesus has moved in. And when Jesus moved in, Jesus brought all of his goodness with him. When God gave you Jesus, he also freely gave you all things. So in your spirit, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You've got every good thing that you could ever desire in your spirit. You have got all the salvation, all of the healing, all of it in your spirit, but it will not do you the good that it should and could if you don't draw it out. So the scripture says, for instance, in Philippians 2, verse 12, to draw out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's in there. You've got these treasures in earthen vessels, but you've got to draw it out. How do you draw it out? Well, um, Isaiah 12 and verse 3 says with joy do you draw from the wells of salvation so how can you draw it draw, draw some draw there with the power of God the, the goodness of God the wisdom of God the, the, the ability to hear God to be led by his spirit the fruits of the spirit joy, peace how can you draw peace out and all those things when you don't have that, 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 that measure that, that instrument of joy with joy do you draw. What happened? Instead, what happened? Here you are because of the negativity from 23 that you're carrying, that you're taking with you. You're oppressed. You're depressed. You're sad. You're, 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 you're in a gloomy place. And that will hinder your ability to hear from God. I'm, I'm circling around this scripture. Let me, let me mention it. There's much more to it than this. You see, the, word, the way things work spiritually is you got to be focused. When a man's eye is single, his whole body will be filled with light, which means focus. But that means if his eye is not single, what happens? Is he full of light? No, he ends up being full of darkness. I didn't say that. Jesus said that I think it could be in Matthew chapter 6 verse 22. But that's not where I'm going. Listen to um, Luke chapter 21 and verse 34. It says, take heed to yourself. You do it. Test your hearts. No, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, cares of this life, and we can add anxiety, this, that, and the other. Lest your heart be weighed down. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 is going to tell us to lay aside every weight. Now, when it speaks drunkenness, it isn't necessarily talking about alcohol drunkenness, but some other versions talk giddiness. When someone is drunk, when they're giddy, they can't can't walk straight, they can't make proper decisions, their their, their, their vision is blurred. You say one thing, they hear something else. So it says, Take heed to yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with a whole bunch of stuff, all of that negativity resentment, bitterness, this, that, that. The very things that God says, shake yourself from them. Why? The cares of this world. The cares of this world. And that, that the day come on you unexpectedly. In other words, then, next to something you ought to have seen coming, comes, but you didn't see it. In other words, your seeing becomes messed up. The word of God will teach, teaches that we ha- they have, I, in Matthew 13, verse Verse 13 to 15 in that area. It says they have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. In other words, then this is not talking about physical eyes. There's a spiritual realm of seeing. But it doesn't work on hearing. But it doesn't work when you're clogged up with all of this stuff. So you cannot walk through 2024 and have the advancement that God has for you. If you allow these weights. So he said, shake yourself from them. Get rid of them. dump them. Bury them. Get rid of the past. Don't take it into 2024. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. That could be condemnation. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, Don't give the devil any advantage over you. Because that's what it would be doing. you. He, I mean, to give him an advantage. Ephesians 4 verse 27 says, Give the devil what? No place. Bury the past. Bury it. Bury, I mean... Both the good, the bad, and the ugly. Even the good things from 2023. You can take a few minutes and you can thank God for his goodness. Thank God for the open doors. Thank God for the revelations. Thank God for whatever good things that have happened in 2023. But don't camp there. If I spend time and and I stay too long and all I'm doing is thinking about all the... And I'm just just there and I'm camping out on whatever whatever, um, good things... That I may have even accomplished in 2023. If I stay there long enough. Next thing you know. I might think that I did it. And next thing you know. I might be in pride. Next thing you know. Because I'm busy looking back. It affects my ability to, to progress. Hallelujah. But the negativity. I definitely can't afford that. Why? Because it will create such stress. Such oppression. Such discouragement. And everything else. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, do not remember the former things. Don't even consider them. Don't let them be obsessed. Don't let them, don't get them into your mind. Get them out of your mind. Get them out of your mind. Don't let them infiltrate and, 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 and rent room in your thoughts. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You see, the things that you consider, the things that you think of, the things that you focus on, whether they be good or whether they be bad, you will empower them to stick to you. Are you with me? In other words, if I'm, what I'm, if I, if I'm thinking about what this person did to me, what this person, and how hurt I am, how wounded I am, the more I think about that, the more that hurt and woundedness will stick to me. With the very thing I gripe and I complain about. In other words, whatever you think on whatever you consider, you empower it, you give it power over you. And then here's something, this might be a little bit spiritual. But even if you consider that things have spiritual dynamics and forces behind them, then you also authorize those forces into your life. For instance, and I don't mean to be, but let's, let's take, if I habitually develop Anger. I develop some kind of complaining, griping, murmuring, whatever it might be. Let's say, let's just pick anger. What will happen? It might not seem like a big deal because it's justified for one reason or the other. But once I begin to consider it and I practice it and I develop it, I empower it and I make it, I give it some lordship over my life. But not only that, there is demonic forces that are cheering on that want to take advantage of that. And next thing you know, I the, the very spirit that behind whatever it might be begins to attach itself to me. Are you with me? So the scripture says, do not remember the former things and don't even consider them. Philippians 3:13. Paul was in jail. Paul was in jail. This is a hard place to be in. And you know what Paul says? And Paul was in jail, but Paul had also said, man, I, I've, I've, I've accomplished some things, man. You know, I have accomplished some things, but even the things i accomplished, I forget them. I forget those things which are behind. And this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I'm just reaching, pressing for what's ahead of me. I'm pressing for that. But even though I'm, I'm in this jail, but I'm not thinking about all this imprisonment and all of this stuff. In fact, it is in jail that he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And to not do that is to be disobedient. In everything give thanks. To not do that is to be disobedient. And obedience is better than sacrifice. What does that mean? That means that even if I decide, you know what? I'm going to be a real man of God. I'm going to memorize the word. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be so consistent in my giving. I'm going to be great in my... I'm going to pray, spend a couple hours praying in other tongues. I'm going to make sure I take every opportunity and minister to the poor. And I can do all of those things. But if I disobey God, it's better. My obedience is better than all that sacrifice. In other words, I can do all of these other things and I can literally negate them. Why? not obey. Well, God says, rejoice, always. Murmur not, this, that, that. So, he says what? Forget those things which are behind. Shake off the dust of them. And if you don't, it will affect your ability to hear, to see. It will clog you up and things will come upon you unawares. I didn't say that. Unawares. You know what? (gasps) Where did that come from? What did I do? That's just how it is. So that's step number two, which is what? Shake off the dust. Say so shake off the dust. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of help. Maybe some of it might be difficult. Maybe some of it might be some, I don't know, some tough stuff emotionally. You know what I mean? Some hurt, some this, some that. And, and, and I mean, I, I, man, well, of course, pray, seek God, fast, do whatever. But then you know what? Sometimes you just got to say, you know what? This is my problem. This is, these are the issues. And you just take it, write it on a piece of paper. Um, I need to forgive grace. (laughs) I need to, I I, I mean, I I need to, da, 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 da. Oh, oh, that frustration, that disappointment, that woundedness. And I put it all down there. And I decide, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm not taking this into 2024. So what do I do? Just so that I know it's done. And I know it's shaking off me. I might go to the toilet and just flush it down. And any time that tries to come back on me, uh-uh, no, 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 Mr. Devil. I'm not going to, I'm not taking that. It's gone. It's been flushed down the toilet. It does not exist. I, it's toxic. It's toxic, and I'm not taking it up. Uh, you might have to be that radical, but the point of the matter is what? Shake off the dust. Loose yourself from it. Don't take these weights into 2024. And and the thing is, you see, it will affect your progress and your advancement. And God wants you to have advancement. And it is available to whosoever believes. Step number three, come up higher. Now, John on the island of Patmos in in, um, Revelation chapter 4 said that there was a, a door open in heaven... And he heard a voice, just like the voice, the same voice he had heard earlier. And the voice said to him, come up hither. Break it down. Come up higher. Come up here. And he said, and I will show you things that must be hereafter. I will show you things to come. I will show you things that, 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 um, (laughs) I'll show you things that are to come. Come up here, and I will show you things which which must take place again. Now, here again is the same thing. If you don't come up, you can't see those things. Are you with me? But but then, not only that, the scripture speaks about an open door. God says, I'm going to open doors that no man can close. That sounds good. But from that open door, he says, come up higher. Come up here, and if you come up here, I'll show you things. The problem with believing quite often is our seeing. If you can see it, seeing is believing in the realm of the Spirit. I will sit upon my watch until I can see what he says so that I know what I can do, what to do. Seeing, you know, I will, It says, God says in Jeremiah 1 verse 11, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he answered and God says, you have well seen. I will watch over my word to perform it. Why? Because you can see it. They have eyes, but they see not. Again, if you don't get rid of that stuff, it is going to affect your seeing. If you don't come up higher, it will affect his ability to reveal to you. Ephesians chapter 1, oh God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of my understanding will be open. Well, if the eyes of your understanding are not open, you can forget the spirit of wisdom and you could forget the spirit of whichever one it was. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. You can forget it. I mean, that's, that's harsh. But that's what the scripture says. That God would give you the spirit of wisdom. Oh, glory to God. And revelation. Oh, wonderful and the eyes of your understanding being open. In other words, if the eyes of your understanding are not open, if you study it out, the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom will not operate. So he says, come up high and I will show you. So, my question is, and and again, this is a prophetic word. What is it? First of all, um, go ahead and have a retreat, analyze some things. Then what? Shake off the dust. Those stuff from 2020, 2020, 2023, don't bring them into 2024. And then what's the next word? Come up higher. Come up higher where? In what area? Well, for that reason, so now let's... But before I go there, let me go back to Isaiah 43 verse. Isaiah 43 verse 18, which I shared, do not remember the former things, nor consider them. Fine. Verse 19 will say, behold, I will do a new thing. Now... It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. But is verse 19 going to happen without verse 18? Forget the former things. Are you with me? Behold, I will do a new thing and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I hope you're catching this. All right. Anyway, let's continue. So anyway, so step number three, come up higher. Step number four, come up higher in what areas? come up high in what areas well in that time of retreat when you're spending you know when you're fasting you're spending time with the lord you're spending time in the word you're spending time in prayer you're waiting on the lord and you're fellowshiping with god and, and 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 you're and you're you're analyzing you know where is my where is my prayer life being you're analyzing what's my spiritual my spiritual level is at what's happening with my health and you're analyzing various areas it is to bring you to this point to decide, well, what areas do I need to come up higher? What areas do I need to come up higher? Find out what areas you need to come up higher in. All right? Now, for each of us, it would be be personal and somewhat different. And that's why I said this. This message here is is a serious message in a sense. All right? But I'll tell you how, how important it is. What I'm sharing with you can move you into the future Of your choosing. Amen. It can can cause you to literally. Create. The future that you desire. Okay. So find out what areas you are to come up in personally. But let me just give you some general ones. Paul says I have not yet apprehended. Right. In other words Paul says hey. As much as I've accomplished all of these wonderful things. Even though I forget about them. But nevertheless, I'm still not there. I've still not yet gotten a hold of that for which God has gotten a hold of me. In other words, Paul says, I've got some room to grow. Amen? So there is none of us that is at a point where we don't have room to grow, to come up higher. So, consider a couple of areas. Your walk. Now, if you're talking about your walk, then you've got to talk about your love walk you got to talk about walking in light. you got to talk about walking in truth. And you can check out a whole lot of scriptures concerning that. But you got to consider that. Examine an area that you need to come higher in. Your talk. Now that is so very, very important. Your mouth. We are, I mean, God we are different from all the animals in that God gave us the ability to choose words and speak it. God created the heavens and earth by his words. And God has put that in us. So that, that words, our words have power, it has authority, it has the ability to create. Now when you understand that all of your destiny, the good things that you could ever desire, you already have in your spirit. When you recognize that, but then for it to come forth, you got to speak it. The scripture says in Proverbs 20, 18 verse 20, 21 life and death is in the power of the tongue. But verse 20, that a man's life shall be satisfied with the abundance that is in his heart. It's out of his heart. A good man, Proverbs, Matthew 12, 35. A good man, out of his treasure, brings forth. So, but how does it come out? Your words are part of it. Your words are a part of it. God says, you, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. Find out what God, yes, I'll do that. Sorry, I didn't, sorry, I apologize, but anyways, forget it back up. Um, God says is, um, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Now let me back up and say something for a moment. It's like rabbit trail. Is that okay? Are you, any, anybody have anything against rabbits? Okay. All right. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says be strong where? In the Lord and in the power of his might. And then it goes on to say Okay, be strong in the Lord, slash, and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of his might. And a a better translation is take advantage. Be strong in the Lord. Take advantage of what Jesus has done. Are you with me? Well, what Jesus has done is done. It's called finished. Be strong in what Jesus has finished. If I'm dealing with health, it's finished. He bore my sickness, carried mine from me by his stripes I'm healed. It's done. And all that is finished is finished in my spirit. I got it. In my spirit and in your spirit, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing that exists. God has placed within you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. But like I said, you got to work it out. But you got it all. So to be strong in the Lord is to be strong and to take advantage of what is finished. See what is finished. But there's an the next part of that scripture. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, be strong in the power of his might. Take advantage of the power of his might. What is that about? It is saying take advantage of what the Holy Ghost is doing now. Say now. Now faith is. I'm not talking about what is finished. Thank God for what is finished. But when you appropriate what is finished, it will make you strong in the Lord. When you appropriate what the Holy Ghost is doing and saying now, it will make you you strong in the power of his might. Did you get that? Alright. So, You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Psalms 2 verse 7 says, You shall declare what God has decreed. There are certain things God has already said it. It's settled in heaven. Right? It is finished. But now what do I do? But now I take what is settled in heaven and I decree it. And when I decree it here on earth, God is in agreement. He backs me up and then his will Or it could be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I could pull heaven to earth. Does that make sense? But that's the power that is in your mouth. In other words then, destiny, your destiny is in your mouth. With your word you shall be justified. With um, your word you shall be condemned. Now if that is true and it is, and it says choose life, choose blessing, then Then here here comes Dr. James. You know Dr. James? Jesus' brother. Right? And he said this in James 3 verse 2. He says if a man does not offend in his mouth. With his words. With his speech. He's a perfect man. And he's able to bridle the whole body. In order that he can learn to talk right. And not mess up with his words. He will even control his whole body and nature. If he doesn't say things that are contrary contrary to truth if he doesn't say oh i'm dying to get there oh i just can't stand this this bugs me this irritates man this bugs you could give you a rash this irritates me i mean like you know i mean like oh man this is beyond me i just can't do this man you have just depleted your capacity your, your your competence If you're going to have what you say and you go talking wrong, not good. So James says, if you will talk right, man, you could control a whole lot of stuff. God has given us such authority and I got to pull back over here. What is man that you are mindful of him, that you've given him such authority? You've even made all of nature and creation subject to him. Hmm. Anyway. Moving right along. So, here is to come up higher in your walk, in your talk, in your attitude, in everything give thanks. Rejoice in the Lord always. In your word level, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. In other words, you gotta be a consumer of the word. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. Could it be That in the realm of the spirit, a man is not a man unless he's consuming the word. Hello? Young man? (laughs) Young woman? In other words, in the realm of the spirit, your consumption of the word is what will create a measurement of your spiritual manhood, so to speak. You are strong, it says in 1 John 2 and I think around verse 14, I think it is. You are strong young man because the word of God dwells in you. So let the word of God dwell in you richly. Come up higher. Come up higher where? In your prayer life. Now let's talk about your prayer life. Here comes again. It says in Luke 18 verse 1. Men ought always to what? Men ought always to pray and not faint. Men ought always to pray. So in the realm of the spirit, when devils and demons and angels and are watching in the spirit. They don't watch you in the physical to say, oh, there's a man. There's No, 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 no. no. In the realm of the spirit, they say, he isn't praying. Men are always to pray. He's not an always prayer. He's not a man. I know I'm, I'm trying to play, but I'm serious at the same time. A real man in the realm of the spirit is a man that prays. So what does that say? You need to come up high in this arena. What has it mean in 2023? You got to come up higher. Your intimacy with God. Jesus was so intimate with God. There was one time the scripture says, oh, he went up into a high place and an amounted to fellowship with God. And, and, and Peter, James, and John were with him and they saw his, his, his clothes was glistening and his countenance changed. By what? By being in that presence of God. Having that place of intimacy. It caused such transformation. Come up higher in the realm of your intimacy with God. Come up higher in the realm of learning to wait in God. We are in a busy world to be able to stop and do nothing. Man, we don't know how to do that. But yet at the same time, it is such a massive secret to receive from God and it opens up a whole entire realm and arena of creativity to be learned to be quiet. Now you might not learn to do that off the bat. When you start off, you might have to pray in tongues for quite a while. But it will t- but over time you'll get better at it. And you'll be able to get to the point where you can get quiet, shut everything else down, don't think about anything else. Just your mind stayed on him. And in that place of waiting, he says, I will renew your strength and I'm gonna cause you to mount up. God says in Isaiah 30, verse 18 listen to God's cry. This is the cry of God's heart. God says, I am just waiting. I am waiting for that one that will wait on me so that I could be gracious unto him. God says he wants to be gracious to you. But he says, when you wait on me, it gives me the right to be gracious to you. I am waiting for you to wait on me so that I can show you grace. Should we come up higher in that arena of learning to wait on the Lord? Not being in so much of a hurry. You know what? how honoring it is to God for you to stop everything and just be quiet and wait on Him? How honoring it is. This, is. this is the creator of the universe we're talking about. Come up high in your passion and your zeal. Come up high in your giving and in your generosity financially. Come up high in your church attendance. Now that's a sad thing. And I know COVID caused a lot of it. But you know, let me put it this way. There are certain mysteries in the kingdom of God. Prayer is a mystery. The things that Christ in us, that is there for the purpose of the glory of the Lord being revealed in our life, that's a mystery. Well, here's another mystery. The assembling together of ourselves. It says in Acts 5 verse 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. And if we go to Acts chapter 2, you will see uh, the breaking of bread and the apostles' doctrine. But here's the point. COVID has done a very harmful, there's been some good coming out of COVID. One of the good, Zoom. Oh, thank God for Zoom. Amen. And I think that's a wonderful thing. To be able to meet online, that's great. But the downside of that is believers not assembling together. And figure that I could just stay in my room, study, do my own thing, and it's be all right. But the God has so orchestrated it. He said that it is... He said that how good it is for brethren to dwell together. But he also says, forsake not the assembling together of yourself. As the manner of some are. And then he says. And he talks about why. And this is in Hebrews 10.25. To provoke one another etc. etc. But you see. Outside of all the spiritual logical reasons. For why we ought to assemble together. And we could come up with a whole lot of them. And preach a message on that. I believe that outside of that. There's a supernatural divine mystery. In assembling together. So that even if you come and go and nobody talks to you, there's a dynamic. There are certain things that God has orchestrated to be released in the realm of the spirit that will cause a compacting, that will cause certain things to happen within us. I mean, there are parts of your body, if you move this here, or if you move this, if I shifted this elbow and I put it somewhere else, things ain't going to work right. Are you with me? But anyway, what am I saying? Come up higher in that arena of church attendance. Come up high in the ministry to the poor. Come up high in evangelism. The commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel is not just the pastors, it is to everybody. And then here's another one, we're not going to get far in this, but the scripture says in Psalms 50 and verse 5 that you can establish a personal covenant with God through sacrifice. By learning to obey God and learning to operate in some areas of sacrifice which we will develop in another, another, another time, you can literally get into a person outside of the blood covenant. You can get into a covenant with God where God says, uh-uh, I see my servant David. I hear him calling. Right? I, I hear Cornelius. Cornelius, the man who has been, who, who is giving and is um, giving and is fear of God has set up such a covenant with me. Peter... Peter, go to Cornelius' house and preach him the gospel. Psalms 25 and verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord lies with them that fear him. And to this man will God reveal his covenant. There was a man named Hezekiah in Isaiah chapter 38. I, I, Hezekiah got news, you're going to die. You get your house in order. And Hezekiah, go read it. I can't remember which verse, but it's Isaiah 38. And he turned his face to the wall and he began to make a case. God says, come reason together. Make your case. And he said, God, we need to talk. (laughs) Right? He says, we need to talk. He says, I've been faithful. I've this and that. And and he began to make his case. And while the prophet was away, God says, go back. Go back and tell Hezekiah. Was it Hezekiah? Go back and tell Hezekiah. I'm going to give him 15 more years. What did he do? He called upon the personal covenant that he had established in his relationship with God. Now we could go through many, many cases, but that's a study in itself. But there are areas, and so it says that he has made Psalms fifty and verse five. Psalms fifty and verse five. Maybe somebody needs this verse because God is talking to you, and you've been fighting, and you've been resisting, and you might hear what I'm saying, and you're going to obey God and open up an arena remember that door, that window, that, is, that, that, that door that is open in heaven. And he says, come up here. But if you don't obey him and come up, you're not going to get through that door. Are you with me? So maybe there's somebody and this applies to them. But anyway, Psalms 50 and verse 5 says, gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Did he, is he talking about every Christian? No the ones who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Ah, 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 God. You see, God loves everybody. God loves every believer. But God doesn't trust every believer. Right? <laughs> Imagine this person that has 15 kids, 10 kids. Do you think that parent loves all of those kids? Yes, more than likely. Love all ten of those kids, but there's some of those kids there, man. That parent just don't trust them. <laughs> Are you with me? Well, it, 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 it's that way with God too. God loves all of us, but it doesn't mean that he trusts He can trust you with certain things. And even though we all have this blood covenant, yet there is personal covenants that we can establish with God where God says, huh, huh. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna allow and see his seed begging bread, because of because of his prayers. There was some scripture that says about the prayers coming up. I mean, is that God hearing the prayer of that mother man? I got to do something about it. All right. Anyway, I'm, 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 let me get back over here. <laughs> All right. So step number one: retreat. Step number two. Shake off the dust, Isaiah 52, verse 2, from 2023. Step number three, come up higher. Right? Step number four, come up higher where? Number of areas to consider. And then step number five, which is take action. Take action. You've come to this place. These are the areas I need to come up higher. I've spent some time, I've, 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 I've separated myself. God has spoken to me here and there, or at least. From, from a space of spiritual intelligence, I 've made some decisions, I 've written it down, now I got to take action. What do I do? Now, of course, there are specific things you are to do, but let me say a couple of things here, just as we head on, as, as we, as we head, to, head towards the runway. When it comes to taking action, first of all, let me say this: Every single thing that I 've shared with you, you can do it. The word of God says, you can do how many things. All things through Christ that strengthens you. You can do it. All things are possible to him that believe. Only believe. Now, you have the capacity to create the advancement and success that you need and that you desire in 2024. 2024. You have the capacity to do it. Why? Well, for one thing, everything you need, you already have in your spirit. It is finished. Blessed with every spiritual blessing. In your spirit, you already have perfect health. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 says, Life and immortality, which is immunity to death, has come to light come to the surface through the gospel which is Christ in you because Christ is in you and with him comes immunity to death it is now available to you Proverbs chapter 12 verse 28 says in the pathway of righteousness there is life and in that pathway there is no death the dynamic of death the principle of of death the law of death ceases to function and it is that law that produces sickness and disease Romans 8 verse 2 the law the spirit of life in Christ makes you free from what the law of sin and death so divine health you have all the divine health in your spirit the question is how do you draw it out you say but I don't have discipline I don't have discipline well in your flesh you don't but not in your spirit your spirit says God has given you not a spirit of fear But a spirit of love and power and what? Self-control. You've got discipline in your spirit. You even have a perfect prayer life in your spirit. That's a hard one to believe. But no, not if the word says so. The word of God says there's a spirit in you that cries out, Abba, Father. And the truth of the matter is, Christ in you, he himself is your prayer life. And we could go on. What about finances? What about money? What about wealth? He became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich and in your spirit you've got the fullness of the inheritance. That car you need, that house you need, it's already in your spirit. Proverbs 12, 35 says a good man out of the treasure that his enemy pulls it out. So you've got it. You've got everything you need for advancement. So the question only is how do you draw it out? The joy do you draw from the wells of salvation. Now here is how you draw it out. And this is where all that, in other words, if you decide, it's my prayer life, it's this, it's that, it's my relationship, whatever it is, here, or this is what I need to get rid of from 2023, what I'm about to give you now is is what can govern your actions. All year long, I call it D-D-I-S plus wisdom. What do I mean? D-D-I-S plus wisdom. D-D-I-S Meaning diligence. The diligent soul shall be made fat. Proverbs 13 verse 4. 2 Peter 1 verse 10. Be diligent to make your calling and your election sure. And as you are, a broad doorway will be open for you to enter into the everlasting kingdom of God. And in addition to that, you will not stumble. In other words then, diligence... I decide I got to do something about this fasting. I got to do something about this particular area. And I come, up with some, I come up with some wisdom as to what I need to do. Now I must be diligent in it. And if I be diligent, then here comes an open door. Here comes the stumbling beginning to cease. Are you with me? All right? That diligent soul will be made fat. The second D is discipline. Discipline. Now, discipline sometimes means saying no to your flesh. Sometimes discipline means saying no to immediate self-gratification. Now, that sounds very secular. (laughs) Right? Saying no to the fact that right now, I really, I I mean, I want to see the end of this program. But in the meantime, this was the time that you had scheduled To just be quiet before the Lord. Or this is the time that you are scheduled to just review uh, um, certain things, to to pray or to do something else. So my flesh want to do this, but I got to say no. Are you with me? Forget the fudge. (laughs) Are you with me? But the point is discipline, discipline, discipline. Right? And now, discipline is almost self-explanatory, so I'm not going to spend much time on that. But then D-D-I-S, what is the I? The I is identification. What do you mean identification? You have got to see yourself in your true identity, and your true identity is, it is Christ that is living in you and through you. But in order to do that, you have got to identify completely with the entirety of the sacrifice of Christ. So that you could come out to the next end as Jesus is. How do you do that? You have got to recognize that according to Romans 6 verse 3 and 4. You, you were by God in the faith of his operation. Placed you in Christ. And you were baptized into Christ. Baptized into his death and you were buried with him by baptism, and you were raised up together with him in resurrection, and you ascended with him in ascension, and you are seated above devils, demons, principalities, and powers, and you were washed by his blood and made righteous, and you have been given his name and the authority of that name, which is the power both in heaven and in earth, and you've been given his life, the life you now live is the life of Christ, and you've been given the word of God and the promises of God, they are yes and amen. When you make that identification, Paul says, I always make that identification so that that life of Christ might rule me, might govern me, might dominate me. You see, it is not about you giving your life to Jesus. It is about you receiving his life. God don't want your life. Jesus, he came and went to <laughs> I mean, like, would you want your life? <laughs> Why you, Why you want to give it to God? <laughs> right? I mean like come on. Jesus died to put an end to your life. To put an end to it. Get rid of it. Bury it off as well. Death and burial. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But what it is about? It's about taking his life. It is about receiving the life of Christ. But then further to receive in the life of Christ is you don't just want Jesus in the boat. Because if you're in a storm and Jesus is in a boat and he is sleeping, you might go down. So if Jesus is in the boat, thank God he's in everybody's boat when you're born again, but you need him to be awake. You need to wake him up. Jesus, don't you know? <laughs> you need to wake him up. We'll talk about that some more another time. But here's my point. The point of the matter is this. This identification is is to embrace the entirety of the sacrifice of Christ come out of the other end and recognize that as Jesus is so am I in this world hallelujah and then there is the substitution which is similar but is slightly different it's included in the identification D-D-I-S, the substitution it's not me here, it's him here it's not me, it's Jesus the first one of, sub, of the whole thing is about the life of Christ. The second one is substitution. Galatians 2, 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. The life I now live is the life of Christ. I live it by the faith of the Son of God. Colossians 3, verse 3 and 4. You're dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. That oneness. And when Christ, who is your life, shall appear. So, here is the point then. So that's a D D I S. And then let me go one other, and I say with wisdom. What do you mean with wisdom? Well, remember the last part? Be strong in the Lord. Have confidence in what Jesus has finished. But be, be strong in the power of his might. Take advantage of what the Holy Ghost is doing now. In other words, on that element is the issue of wisdom. Now let me quickly give you what this issue of wisdom is. Wisdom is very important. There's Proverbs that says in Proverbs chapter 4. Okay. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, what is this wisdom? Well, to start with, back again. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. Through wisdom, the house is built. Through understanding, it's established. Through knowledge, the rooms are filled with plenty. Well, knowledge is information. Say information. Understanding is the comprehension of the dynamics To give you the results that the information says. Does that make sense? Wisdom is the application of that knowledge with understanding. Got it? Like a doctor. A doctor has a lot of knowledge. But you know what? The Bible says to don't be unwise and don't be a fool. You know what a fool is? A fool is not necessarily somebody that don't have knowledge. A fool is a person that has knowledge but no wisdom. A doctor could a smoking doctor is a fool because he knows this smoking is not good for him. But what is he doing? He's smoking. Alright. I say that to say this. We want to function on whatever conclusions, whatever we decide we need to develop, we need to come up higher, and we want to have this we, we need to have diligence, we need to have discipline. We also need to function from the life of Christ that is in us, and we need to work and make that continual identification. It's not me here, or that substitution, but it's the life of Christ here. And what do you do? You look for the specific now wisdom of God. What is the Holy Ghost saying right now? Oh, he bore my sicknesses, carried my infirmities, it's finished. What the Holy Ghost is saying right now, speak to that disease. Speak to your legs. Command them to be strong. And that is the wisdom right now. The wisdom might be, hey, just, just, just relax. Just trust God. Just, just, just begin to praise and give God thanks. Wh- whatever the wisdom might be. The wisdom financially might be, sow a seed. It might be this, it might be that. So, what am I saying? How then do you act? I mean, it might be health. And in health, God just tells you, uh, you need to exercise some more. You need to start drinking some more water. It might not always be deep and spiritual. On the other hand, he may say to you, you need to take some time and med- meditate on these verses and declare them in the morning and declare them at night. That, is, that, that, that Christ himself is my health. But the point is, what do you do? Whatever you've gone through your retreat, you have, you've cast off the stuff from last year, You decide these are the areas that I need to come up higher. And now you apply D-D-I-S with wisdom. Are you with me? There we go. You have the capacity to create the future that you desire. To create this advancement. Now I'm going to close with this verse here. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 16 to 18 and, and, and receive this. Here it says, God says, Come, come near to me, hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, I was there. And now the Lord and his Spirit has sent me. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, redeeming you out of confusion, redeeming you out of vanity, redeeming out you out of out of stuff that's been wasting your time. Redeeming you out of sickness and disease. Redeeming you out of out of Bad financial decisions. Whatever the case might be. I have redeemed you. The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord. Your God. And I'm teaching you. To profit. I'm teaching you. How you can advance in 2024. And I'm leading you. By the way that you should go. And if. You would. hearken into my instructions. You're going to have peace wholeness, prosperity, victory, and advancement. It's going to be like a river. And, your, and it's going to be, and your righteousness is going to be like the waves of the sea. It's just going to keep on coming. Amen? You receive that? I declare and I prophesy 2024 a year of advancement for you. I declare Open doors that no man can close. I declare favor with God, but also favor with man in the name of Jesus. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, bless the Lord. Now, I'm gonna, um, I, I want to give you an opportunity to give, but I want you to do it scripturally. You know, for everyone that is online, those present... You know, we, and I'm going to ask you to, before you give, whatever you're going to give, I want your faith to be hooked up with it. So let's understand this. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 4, and verse, we know verse 19, my God says supply all you need, but verse 17, Paul says, not that I seek a gift, but I seek fruit that will abound to your account. I indeed have all, and I abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus, the things that were sent me, a sweet-smelling savor, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply what? All of your needs, whether they be financial, emotional, relationship, whatever they be, whatever grace you need. I will supply all you need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I want you to understand this. This verse of scripture here in Philippians 4, verse 19, is a partnership verse. This church was in partnership with Paul. And Paul says, because you've been in partnership with me. And you've been taking care of and, and sowing in these particular areas. I'm confident my God is going to supply all, all my needs. As we step into this year, I'm going to be inviting you to, to partner with us financially and so on. So in your giving, what are you doing? You are declaring your partnership with us. But I also want you to capture this thought. Because the grace you need might be financial. The grace you need might be in your relationship. The grace you need might be the stamina to wake up in the middle of the night and pray and seek God. It might be the grace you need to wait on the Lord. Whatever the case might be, I don't know. But here is what the word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Well, verse 7 it says again. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity. God loves a cheerful giver but he said this i say he that so sparingly will reap also sparingly he that so bountifully will reap also bountifully he was talking about money and then he goes on to say in verse 8 and god is able to make what all grace all manner of grace whatever kind of grace you need abound towards you so that you might have all sufficiency and abound to every good thing what i am saying today and i'm encouraging you to do this i am inviting you to partner with us on a monthly basis Whatever the case might be. But I'm also saying this. As you sow today. Believe God that as you release your seed. Believe God for whatever grace you need in whatever area. I'm believing that all grace is going to bond towards you. According to the word of God in whatever area you need it. We've been talking about retreat. We've been talking about areas that you need to come up higher. You're going to need grace to do some of the things that you've already decided and some of the things that you're gonna, decisions that you're going to make over the next two, three days as you spend some time in this retreat. And I really encourage you, do this. So, just as you sow, release your faith for the grace. So, Father, I pray right now for everyone that is giving into this offering today in the name of Jesus, that in accordance to your word, as they are participating With this ministry in giving, thank you that they also participate in receiving. So that you are, you as God, supply all of their need in whatever area it might be, according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not only now, but let this be a seed that indicates their heart, that positions them for the rest of 2024. So they may choose to give bountifully, let it be so. And Father, I pray that you will cause all manner of grace to abound and to flow towards them so that they would have all sufficiency and abound to every good work. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that breaks every yoke of lack, that breaks every yoke of disappointment and frustration, I thank you for the anointing that causes supernatural, divine increase and favor on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, the instructions as to how to give are on the screen. Just follow those instructions. Now, what I want to say, one other thing regarding the message. I suggest you get this message, mark it, bookmark it. And once a month, yes, you can get it on YouTube. TLMH.ca. No, TLMH.ca. You can go to YouTube, get this message, TLMH.ca, and listen to it once a month for the rest of the year and evaluate where you're at and what you need to do. You make some plans, write them down, and police yourself. I believe that if you do that, by the end of this year, you will observe undeniable advancement in various areas of your life. So take it serious. And I encourage you to do that and I believe the grace of God will watch over his word and will perform it in your life and bring fulfillment to what you desire in Jesus' name. Amen? Stay strong, stay blessed, have a great, wonderful, awesome 2024 in the name of Jesus.